Hello. Welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Best of Five. My name is Elon, and joining with me here is the main squeeze, the man, the myth, the legend, the Steve Ace King Officer Jerick. Steve, how's it going? It is going fantastic. And actually, can I start with some breaking news? Sure, go for it. Breaking news. Literally just announced uh, from the PlayStation stream. The last Skullgirls character will be announced at EVO. The last, the, uh, from... the last character from this current pass. Mm-hmm. I, should, I should clarify. That was just announced as... We went live, and that's at the PlayStation stream. the The tournament stuff they're doing, or is was it the state? Yeah. Of, were they doing a state of play? No, not a state of play. Okay, so from uh, the tournament, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So definitely, uh, we have at least one announcement confirmed for Evo. Hell yeah, Steve! Before we get into it, we have a couple of announcements of our own here. First of all, Steve, this episode marks a landmark. Marks a landmark. It is a landmark episode, Steve. What 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 is that landmark? Um, is it my fifty fourth month as a subscriber to Best of Five? Hey, I'm blocking here. I mean, it is. You don't have to. <laughs> I, you, but there's something even more important, yes, Steve. Technically correct. Technically correct. Steve, there's even something more important. What is it? Say it. This, folks, is. Our 250th episode. We made it to 250. Yes. We did it, everybody. We did it. Oh, shit. Sparkles. Ah, it's hot. Oh, no. 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 Oh, no. It's a very much. Oh, Jesus. This is too much. We did it. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought was going to break my computer. <laughs> this I, is, that was our entire budget. Yep, All I, of the I sp- subscriptions to this point, you just saw <laughs> us spend it. I, uh, I spent about three hours making that because my computer almost died while it was rendering about four times. Uh, so just because of that, I'm going to play it one more time. Yes, Steve, we did it. 250 episodes. That's five years. Yes. God. Yes. Fireworks. Wow. I'm proud of that. I'm going to keep that in here just in case. <laughs> you know what? You, we, we might as well get as much out of that as possible. That was a grind. Uh, but yeah, it's our 250th anniversary. If, uh, if we did all episodes consecutive, which we did not, it would be about 4.97 months. So it is over five years at this point because we've missed uh, a couple of weeks here and there. But, uh, but yeah. Damn, 250, Steve. That's a big number. It's, it's, a, it's a huge number. Um, I remember when back in April, this was April 2017. You know, we had just ended best of three. We had spent a few months just trying, doing our own thing. And then uh, efforts like, dude, let's do it. And we worked on it for a while, and episode zero is lost to the ether forever because we forgot, we did not know that the default uh, setting of Twitch was to not save archives. Mm-hmm. 
So that that will never see the light of day again. However, the other the episodes that count, I've, it's been a blast, really. Even when this show drives like me to, <laughs> even when this show drives me to insanity, which is somewhat often, uh, I absolutely love being able to do this with with you in chat, with you, Ilan. You don't this is at the, no, you're definitely included in this. This is this is it's been the highlight of my week for many weeks. Up until recently, because yeah, I've sorry. got other things. <laughs> that... <laughs> oh, I thought it was because of me. Never mind. Uh... No, 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 no. It's not. Not you haven't. You haven't gone down. Set this. There's this little guy who's come in. It's kind of gone up the rankings. So. Oh, but yeah. you're you're still hot. You're still. I was going to say the little guy's coming up. down. Uh, down and out soon. Um, that's earlier exciting. than we expected. <laughs> Hey, you know, good things, good things can't wait for. Sorry, my brain's broken. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, look, you're more, way more sentimental about it than I am because I've only been here for half the time. Yet I'm somehow the last remaining person <laughs> after you leave. Uh, but hey, you know, I will keep grinding. Um, and yeah, and uh, I know I don't know if you guys have seen, but we've been uh We've been trying a couple of different things with how we're approaching the YouTube. Uh, we're on TikTok now. Uh, I uploaded the first thing ever to Instagram today. I shot a video yeah. this morning. I shot a couple of videos this morning. Weird. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, big things in the horizon. Big things in the horizon. Uh, including uh, Evo. So keep, keep an eye out on that. Not just for the announcements that they have, but for what we'll be doing there. But anyway, Steve, all this aside, I think it's time for us to actually start the show. Uh, first, before we get to the weekly recap, do you want to hit on the thing you want to hit on first? I, I want to do the recap, then I'm going to hit on the thing. Okay, I'm cool. Gonna hit on. Then here we go. Steve, are you ready? I am as ready as I'll ever be. Okay, then hit us with the recap. We had a busy weekend this past week, uh, kicking things off with the Capcom Pro Tour back in action after a few weeks off. Uh, the South America West region had its online premiere, and it was an all-Argentine podium. Dookie! Mm. I'm just going to let us sit on that name for a second. Dookie yeah. getting the win. Uh, over his teammate Frozen in the grand final. Shaka 22, rounding out the podium. Younghu, uh, the top finishing Chilean in fourth place. So Dookie is headed to Capcom Cup. Uh, if you were a Smash fan this past weekend, you had Double Down to check out. This was a platinum event for both melee and ultimate on the ultimate side of things it was proto bonham coming over from japan holding off mk leo to win the title Taya is your third place finisher two of the top three and six of the top 16 were japanese wow 
On the melee side, it was a win for IBDW, who prevented an all-Japan sweep of the trophies, holding off AMSA in the grand final. Uh, two notable withdrawals. Uh, Hungrybox fell ill right before top eight. He withdrew. Junebug decided, made top 16 a little unex unexpectedly and decided, you know what? There's this magic show going on. I'm going to check that out. Hell yeah. So, That's as good a reason living, as any. Living their best life. Uh, there were some other tournaments going on at Double Down, including Rivals, which once again, it's the duo of Cake Assault and Penguin. They are just dominant in that game on, on offline events. Moki and Prince Apu winning melee doubles. Luis and Send winning ultimate doubles. Let's switch over to the other coast, the right coast, the east coast, uh, because Bum had another one of his big events this past weekend. It was Heat Wave 2022. Quite a few games on the docket. Uh, the two biggest were DBFC and DNF Duel. Uh, on the DBFZ side, it was a French invasion. Wawa getting the win, taking it home for Le Bleu. Uh, Kane in second place, also representing the, the French nation. Zane and Yasha rounding out the top four. Uh, on the DNF dual side, it's an all-American affair. NYC Master Mike getting the job done over Complex. Zane, bronze medals in both games. And if you if you want some more action to check out this weekend, you've got quite a smattering to choose from. You've, you've got multiple continents. You've got multiple games. Uh, if you're a Smash fan, Australia is where you'll want to keep your eye to. Phantom 2022 is a platinum event. Uh, so that's going down this weekend. CPT back in action with Asia Southeast. Uh, France is the spot if you are a DBFZ fan. The DBFZ World Championship that was uh, postponed earlier this year uh, for the 2021-2022 season. That is going down this weekend. So you've got some action to check out there. And if you're a Tekken fan, there's Tekken in a pit, in a cave. Uh, Red Bulls the Pit is going to be taking place in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, it is a team tournament that is in an actual cave. And I am going to be there. So if any of you will, uh, if any of you in chat are going to go, uh, hopefully I'll see you there. And that is your weekend recap. Dude, that was a good stopping point in the music. But thank you, Steve, for your weekly recap, as always. Uh, it's never it's never officially a Thursday without the Steve recap. It's also never a Thursday without Beaver for the win. For the win. Winning over here. 51 months, Steve. Not as high as your 54, but 51. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. And speaking of quality, there was uh, a lack of quality, I have to say. That, rough segue, but we'll, we'll no, manage. But before, sorry, before you keep going, Beaver, thank you. 
Love you. Appreciate you. All that other fun stuff. Now go on. Steve. So I mentioned this. I, I mentioned this earlier uh, during the recap where Hungrybox withdrew uh, due to illness before top eight. Uh, Sunday was top 12 for Melee. Um, this, this actually kind of pisses me off. I'm not going to lie. Um, so he, he played his tournament. He played Friday. He played Saturday. You know, whoop-de-doo. He, he, he advances just like he normally does. Uh, he put out a tweet on Sunday morning. Nope, not that one. Uh, on Oh, I clicked the wrong button. I apologize. Yeah. On Sunday morning, saying, quote, So I definitely woke up this morning and threw up blood. Went to urgent care at 6 a.m. They said it's COVID or bacterial infection in throat slash uvula. It's not COVID. Anyway, I got antibiotics and steroids via a shot on my butt. Now I got to play loser's black bracket melee somehow. Uh, with this tweet, there were two pictures. Uh, one of him obviously sick and the other of a negative COVID rapid test. He wasn't feeling well. Uh, he decided that he needed to play anyway. So you can see we have a clip of his play on Sunday. Uh, obviously, you can see him in terrible, terrible condition. Also, you don't see a mask there. You do not see a mask. This is something that was happening all weekend, multiple points. Uh, which, if it were an event where masks were not required, that would be one thing. But this was a ma an event where masks were required. So he decided to, you know, he played. He played one set, qualified for top eight. Um, and then he was, at some point, between then and the beginning of top eight, he decided he uh, could not go on. He escorted himself out. I don't know how you escort yourself out. And obviously, a lot of people were upset about this. Because if, you know, obviously, everyone's worried about COVID. Um, and the fact that COVID doesn't show up in a rapid test many times until a certain number of days before you after you start feeling symptoms even if it wasn't covid even if it's not covid and i hope it's not i how do you justify being sick enough that you puke up blood that obviously something is wrong with you and you decide that the best thing you can do is to go into a crowded environment full of thousands of people and decide, yep, yeah, I'm going to hang out there. I'm, I'm that That's what I'm going to do. I mean, we're talking about the same guy who a couple weeks ago held up the envelope for his top six finish at uh, CEO for 75 bucks. It The money is not that serious. It, it's absolutely pointless to do this to yourself. It's absolutely more importantly worse you to do this to other attendees. 
Beyond that, I'm upset at him for doing this. And I'm also upset at the staff that allowed it to happen. Because like I said, it was something that was, obviously he wasn't sick, or at least visibly sick on Friday and Saturday, but he was at multiple points going around without his mask. And this is something that events... If they want to crack down on that, they absolutely can. If they don't want to crack down on it, they absolutely can. And whatever you think about the effectiveness of masks, you know, you are entitled to look at the facts, do your own research, and come up with your own conclusion. But if you tell people that it is a masks required event and then don't back that up, you are now. You are playing with other people's health. You, if you if people want to make an informed decision on attending, if if they don't, if masks are not required, perfectly fine. Make you know do your own thing, make your own decision. But if you say that it's going to be one way, and then all of a sudden it's another, you're screwing over people. You're you're potentially messing with people's health. Hopefully. Uh, uh, on his stream, Hungry Box, uh, I'm seeing in chat that that it was he got confirmation that it was not COVID after the fact. So, thankfully that yeah, that's the case. But I'm still upset that this was even a situation. I I, I you know I, I'm upset with him. I'm upset with the organizers. Um, the lead organizer Gimmer said that he was. Not aware to the extent that he was sick, he, he, he just knew that he was unwell, but he thought it was just sort of a general malaise as opposed to what it actually was. But still, you know, I, I don't see how you can see someone in that condition, especially with the, the state of the world as it is right now in regards to infectious diseases, and say, yeah, that's cool, that's fine. So, yeah, I, I mean. All right, I've said my piece. Uh, Hungrybox did go on Twitter afterwards and admit basically uh, that it was a a, a wake-up call for him. He said, quote, goes without saying that I did a super F up today, and it was incredibly selfish of me. I shouldn't think I'm above the rules. While I was convinced I didn't have COVID, it was clear I was sick in some capacity. Deciding to play or even go to the venue was a massive mistake. I'm not half-assing mask protocols anymore. Today was a necessary lesson, and I hate that it took me this long to give it the proper attention. I'll be wearing masks at all future events I go to, no exception. He goes on to say, I'm also encouraging everyone who's reading this to do the same, follow mask protocols more seriously. Most of you already do, but for those who are haphazard about it like I was, I'm hoping this changes your actions as well. I hate just saying words and pretending that that solves everything. It doesn't. So let my next action speak for themselves. I'm sorry, and I will be better, end quote. Hopefully it's genuine uh, moment of of reflection for him and not just him being sorry that he got caught. The future will, will tell whether or not that's the case. But I, I'm just upset that it that this was even a thing, especially the way the world is right now. Yeah. Uh, somebody who hot limit in chat put it best and 
they said that this is one of those have we learned nothing moments. <laughs> uh, especially, especially, look, even uh, Steve, I'm one, I'm 100 on your side. Um, I can sympathize to an extent with Hungry Box with the tunnel visioning, vis visioning where it's like I gotta get this done, I gotta get this done, blah 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 blah. But the world has changed. Just just hearing the possibility that you might have COVID should have been enough to to stop and to think about it, right? So, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Hungry Box means what they say. I'm a Hungry Box fan. I love watching them play. Uh, but this was a big uh oh, uh, a very big uh oh, and hopefully his apology is not just a PR thing and more of a serious thing. But. Again, that's one of those things where that's between him and whatever deity he chooses to uh, worship or not worship, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. That, that, that was one of the things where, you know, when it first happened, I was kind of like, ah, oh, shoot, this is, this is going to be meme worthy. But then the more I thought about it, the more legitimately upset I got. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, one of my biggest, like, one of the things that gets me the angriest is when I suffer consequences for other people's mistakes. And that's basically all COVID's been. So <laughs> uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, this is, like, truly a wake-up call for not just for Hungrybox, but for everybody else. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know if we talked about it much, but after Combo Breaker, like, Steve, I think you can, like, you and I, like, wore a mask the entire time, right? Like, almost yeah. even in the hotel room. <laughs> uh, and I, I, when I got home, like, the bridge of my nose had a giant cut on it because of, like, where the mask was resting. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, we got to do it. In order for us to have these events, in order for us to be safe at these events, this is what we got to do. And it's either we do this and have these events or we don't do this and then lose the opportunity of having events in the future. So stop it. Um, but, you know, Hungrybox is an adult. Hopefully he learned his lesson. We'll see. Yeah, and those of you who are uh, attending EVO, uh, masks, face coverings are required for those attending EVO. Um, I think a vaccine met vaccine requirements there too, right? Yes. Okay. At least four. Well, it's either uh, it's either vaccine more than fourteen days uh, after your last shot, or a negative ten uh, test mm -hmm. within twenty four hours of entering. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, anyway, let's stay. And safe by the way. If, if you have not registered for Evo, uh, registration did get extended to tomorrow. the end of tomorrow. Yep. So uh, midnight, basically midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. And don't be like me where you're trying to or you're, you're supposed to sign up for Vortex Gallery and you haven't yet. Do it now. Speaking of Vortex Gallery, Steve, let's get into our topic, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. Steve, you... You more than anyone else has a bone to pick with Vortex Gallery after this week and after last week. I don't know if it's so much a a bone to pick as much as it's you know I I feel like 
my F, well, my FGC career is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. At least my foreseeable FGC career. Um, you know, they talk about going out in a blaze of glory. Mm-hmm. They're literally trying to send me out in a blaze of glory. And by blaze, I mean they are going to set my my template on fire. Yep. So, what we're alluding to here is the Vortex Gallery full game list has been announced. And what was it? A total of 50... 54. 59 is <laughs> insane. 54 is insane, too. It was 55, but unfortunately, earlier today, um, they did announce the cancellation of the special non-binary uh, and women team tournament for Street Fighter V, mm. which is unfortunate. So that was the one that was going to benefit Trans Lifeline. Uh, they are trying to get something together for another offline event, either next year's Evo or something else. So soon as we know that, we will give you the information on that. Should we just dive in? Should we just get we into this just list? Dive in. Yeah, because if we don't dive in, it's going to take the entire show just for us to read this <laughs> off. Here we go, Steve. Take it away. I don't. I don't know if I want to read it all off. All right, fine. 50, I'll read it off. Fifty-four games. All right, this is half 54. of them. Fifty-four. <laughs> this is half of them, and it's already very small. So at the top, we got Akatsuki Blitzkampf. You know the Nazi game, not Nazi game, but it's like the you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's a that's, you know. There's a big difference between the Nazi game and not the Nazi game. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's not the Nazi game. Uh, Aquapazza, Blaze Blue, Central Fiction, and Cross Tag Battle, CVS Two, Catherine, and Catherine Full Body. I still need to figure out what the difference between those two are. Uh, Chaos Code, the new sign of catastrophe. Is that Bing Bang Bada Boom or whatever? No, that is okay. Phantom Breaker, which okay. is not on this list. That's a shame. Uh, the Genki Buko Fighting Climax Ignition. DNF Duel, which, if I'm not mistaken, is part of the uh, Arc Reeve of World Tour. Uh, it is not here. Oh, okay. Because uh, it wasn't, you know, it, it's going to be a big tournament here. But okay. the DNF Duel is not here. It is going to have two qualifying spots at, I believe, CEO Taku, mm, if okay. I remember correctly. Makes sense. Uh, here's a game I've never heard of. Big surprise. Ease Laugh Plus Plus. Eternal Fighter Zero. Fantasy Strike. Fight of Animals, which is a great game, by the way. Uh, Guilty Gear Plus R and Rev 2. The best game in the world. Jackie Chan and Fists of Fire. Kill a Kill. Restitched. Killer Instinct. Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Melty Blood Actress Again. And. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Melty Blood uh, Type Lumina is in the big Evo. Uh, Million Arthur, yeah. Kane of Blood. Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus M-Bon. M-B-O-N. Maxi Boost on. Maxi Boost on. Got it. Uh, Mortal Kombat X. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Nitro Plus Blasters Heroines Infinite Duel. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Here's the second half. (sighs) Fenter Breaker Omnia. Bing, bang. Click, clack, bada, bing, bada, boom. Zim, zam, zazzle. Power Rangers (laughs) Battle for the Grid. Project Justice, Rushdown Revolt, Samurai Showdown, Soul Calibur 6, uh, Street Fighter Alpha 2 and 3, Third Strike, Cross Tekken, 
Super Dragon Ball Z, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Tatsunoko vs. Capcom, Tekken 5. Uh, Tekken 5. DR. Uh, them was fighting herds. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Tournament Fighters, and Cross Justice League Turbo. Toho 12.3. Those words. Uh, or word. <laughs> Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Steve's favorite game, Ultra Fight Dakianta 2. Ultra oh, Street no, no. Fighter 2. Ultra Street Fighter 2 is my new favorite. That is my new favorite. I cannot believe that we are actually going to have an Ultra Street Fighter 2 tournament in 2022. Man, I, I really wish they had like that, uh, the, like the 4v4 that they had in Cross Tekken in Street Fighter 2. Uh, but anywho, uh, Ultra Street Fighter 4, Uniclear, Vampire Savior, Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown, Windjammers 2, and Punch Planet, but Steve... Let's 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 have a real throwback here since this is our 250 episode. Steve, why is Punch Planet yellow? Punch Planet is yellow because that was a new addition. Mm. Uh, because we 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 went over most of these games before when we had what we thought was the full lineup. But uh, you know, it, it 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 keeps getting bigger and bigger. So Punch Planet is now part of the lineup, bringing the total to 54. Wow. 54. Uh, also, also announced, Steve, everybody that wins a tournament at Vortex Gallery is getting a copy of Punch Planet. <laughs> That's one of the prizes. Uh, it, it, I did not see that. Yeah, that was announced, I think, earlier today. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Punch Planet, for those of you that don't know, is a really, 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 really fun game. Um it has a lot of uh, has a lot of inspiration from Street Fighter Four. Uh, I, I have like a pretty pretty good uh, Pink Ranger, though I haven't played in a hot minute. But I'm definitely gonna pick it back up, and I might sign up for the tournament itself. But yeah, uh, Punch Planet's fun, and I'm glad to see it getting some uh, getting some spotlight. You know. So, in addition to you know, I I, I was not aware of the. Um, of the Punch Planet copies for every winner, I was aware that every every tournament winner is going to get. Well, first of all, uh, Sp- uh, not Spooky, but Arturo is part of the staff now, mm-hmm. and they are going to run the PC games on uh, MSI laptops. Hell yeah! Which is pretty darn cool. Um, the other thing is, I'm I'm trying to find the name of it, uh, but every tournament winner is also getting. It is not a hitbox. It is a controller along those lines. I'm trying to find the exact hmm. model so I so I don't give people the wrong information. Ah, a junk food custom, oh, yeah, snack box micro. Have you seen those? Those are kind of cool. I wish I played those- hitbox. Yeah, those are real. They look really, really nice. You know, it's not necessarily the controller I would uh, go with, simply because I just like arcades, traditional arcade sticks. I like my weird octagon gate because I don't have to worry about lending it out to anybody at an event. <laughs> like, uh, like, like if someone comes up to you, that's the tech. The, take it, take it from this old man. If someone is about wants to borrow your stick and you're, yeah, you know, and and you're not 
you don't want to lend it out to say, hey, you know, okay. It's it's uh, Octogate, though, and people will look at you like you have the plague. They will turn tail and run away. 99% of the time, it works every time. Nice. <laughs> uh, I might just start telling people that I have an Octogate, even though I don't. Uh, but... Uh, something really cool about those uh, snack boxes is I feel like junk food arcades basically solved the issue of traveling with a stick to a tournament. It is the thing is like this thin, and is about like this big, so you could literally just stick it in a backpack, and it looks like a cell phone. So people won't be like TSA at an airport won't be like, oh, you have to take that out of your bag. Um, so big ups to junk food arcades for uh a giving people some uh like giving people some stuff to win and supporting Vortex Gallery and B for solving some FGC problems with their product. Yeah, Thanks. This is This is a 200 a stick that goes for 200 and over $200. Mm-hmm. Uh I'll throw a link in it in chat for if for those who want to check it out. So for sure. it's nice. Um I I need to go register. Um, I was gonna yeah. do it today, but I think Definite. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Do it. Don't. Don't. I gotta let do it this slip. Uh, I'll remind you. I'll try and remind you. Um, if you check out the Nine Five Six Production YouTube page, they're actually doing a series of interviews mm-hmm. with uh, a lot of the TOs for this event, for the uh, various games. So, inc- their first one was with Butt Sixty Nine, which. Nice. And also, uh, I was part of the live final reveal, full reveal. What'd you do? Um, that's, um, I basically curled up into a ball and cried. Cool. That, that's what I do every day. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Nah, it's fine. Uh, come, come here. Bring it in. Bring it in. No. Uh, social distancing, please. Social distancing, please. Uh, we talked about it earlier, Steve. Speaking of uh, Speaking about it earlier... One of the topics that we're going to hit on is the seating discussion. Of course, everybody's talking about it again. Is seating good or bad? Right? Like, it feels like this entire week, like, the FGC has had nothing to do, so everybody's just arguing with each other on Twitter. Uh, but one of the discussions that came out of all of these this arguing is the seating. Is seating good or bad? Seating, for those of you that don't know, is essentially uh, the art of building a bracket and placing players who are better near the top seed and players who are worse in near the bottom seed, which leads to uh, some solutions and some problems. For example, first matches of the day is usually the top-ranked player versus the bottom-ranked player, which makes it seem like it's slightly unfair for the bottom-ranked player. Um, also solves a lot of problems, like... Uh, uh like inter like if you go to a big major like it gives you a better chance to not run into somebody who's from your area um and this whole thing is an art form man uh i don't envy anybody who has to do seating for anything uh i can't even begin to imagine how to even get around it but at the end of the day is seating good or bad well i think the we should mention how this this wave of the conversation started okay. uh the the uh, Perfect Legend is not oh a fan of seating. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, 
this is not a new position. He's stated it a few times. And this particular tweet that he shot off on Tuesday sort of caught fire and ignited this whole wave of conversation about it. He said, quote, the FGC needs to let go of seating. It's actually bracket breaking. I'll stand on that forever. Randomize the bracket and separate it by region. End quote. Uh, I here's the thing. I disagree, obviously, with the idea that you had that a tournament is inherently better with random seating. I'll let you say your piece first because I've got a lot to unload here. Okay. Uh, look, I disagree. However, I don't disagree 100%. Right? Because, like, like I was saying before, it does create some problems where it does feel a little unfair, right? Uh, why do top-seeded players tend to get the easier first-round matches, right? Because it's bottom seed versus top seed on a pool, in a pool. Um, meanwhile, everybody else is just fighting it out. Um, however, randomized brackets do create a lot of problems. Like I was saying, uh, separate, uh, seeding gives you uh, more opportunities to play different people. Uh, it gives you more opportunities to wind up playing somebody closer to your own level uh, in tournament after getting shit on by a top player. However, I'm look, I, I appreciate seeding. I enjoy it. Uh, I'll play in tournaments that are seated, whatever. There is a part of me that loves the chaos of a randomly, like a random bracket. I am a person who enjoys chaos, and I think that stuff's hilarious. And I feel like things would be a lot more exciting if everything was just randomly, <laughs> if it was just random brackets everywhere. But I mean, look, I, I, I see I see both sides of the fence. Uh, I don't think seating is bad. I would love to see more random brackets though just for fun that's where i'm at yeah i i feel like a fully random bracket introduces new problems mm -hmm. because when you're looking at how to to execute a bracket every different option you have helps you accomplish a goal the question is what goal do you want to accomplish with your bracket? Do you want to figure out just who the best player is? Do you want to find out who, you know, the, the best X number of players are? Do you want to create chaos within the results? Do you want to uh, make it more entertaining for players? Do you want to make it more entertaining for viewers? Uh, no, no matter what your goal is, there are things you can do with, with how you set up the bracket or what type of tournament you run that will help you achieve those goals. The benefit of a seeded tournament is that the end results are close to, in theory at least, the true ranking of players or closer to what you would get versus a randomly seeded tournament. Um, it also avoids having multiple top seeds put together early. You know, if you have the three best players in one group or in one pool, 
and it's a two-out pool, obviously one of them isn't going to make it out. That's an exciting matchup in the pool, but that also eliminates some of the drama later on because now there aren't there are fewer obstacles for the top seeds to go between from you know through the rest of the tournament until you reach grand final. The downside of traditional seeding is that you do basically come up with a lot of repeated results uh, for one. Like if you make it, if you give the top seed the lower, you know, an easier path, it's going to be more, obviously they're more likely to make it through. So it also, in a way, it also hurts uh, players who are unknown who may be just as good as players who are seated but haven't gotten a chance to travel. Um, and the biggest drawback right now is that we really don't have a good quality ranking system. We can use things like uh, CPT leaderboards when, you know, in previous seasons when you had players going to a whole bunch of events. But leaderboards like that really work best when you can reasonably expect most of the attendees, most of the players, to go to a large number of events. And in the FGC, that just doesn't happen. You have a small core of players who can, who have the means or the sponsorship or support to travel to events all across the country and enter a bunch. And then you've got a whole bunch of players who might be able to enter one or two regional events, and that's it. How do you compare those? How do you compare the person who uh, who dominates in Texas but doesn't really travel versus IDOM a few years ago, a.k.a. Stoop Kid, who killed it in New York but never left the Stoop, versus the guy in California who only plays online? How do you compare those players? How do you get a proper seating? You can't. I feel like a... The seeding system we have here is not a great option, but it's the best of a bunch of bad options. You know, things like ELO rankings work if you have one centralized place for event for all events, for all results, all matchups. We don't have that. We have a few different tournament setups. Obviously, Start GG is the most popular, but you also have um Tournay, you have, you still have Challenge, and I believe Gorilla is going to be uh, coming up soon, mm-hmm. and then I think they're going to be doing a lot of those same things. So we don't really have one repository for for those results that we can pull from. Except, we don't have a. Co- remember, at Combo Breaker, the geniuses over at One Frame Link did compile quite a bit. Steve. And I feel like that's going to be the way I was just thinking about it before this discussion. I think what they're doing is going to help with the seating discussion quite a bit. Are, who's going to pay them to make sure they can maintain that? Because that is a hell of a lot of work to do. Yes. If like the collective TOs on the, on the Capcom Pro Tour or the, you know, the publishers who are supporting these pro circuits decide that, yes, this is 
a valuable investment, then that's a different conversation. But mm-hmm. that's not happening yet. No. But they do and have I a don't good groundwork for that it, happen. though. They have a good groundwork for it. They have good groundwork, but you can have all the good groundwork you you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, Blue if, Sorry, Blue is also saying uh PG stats also, but they got the panda money, right? Um But yeah, no, uh, and I know what you mean. Uh we'll see like what the longevity of the one frame link data is. And I think an, an- another problem is that you know, he's he's talking about uh, dividing by region. Tournaments try to do that already. It is a very difficult job, and I say this as someone who who a few years ago actually helped seed uh, Combo Breaker uh, Street Fighter tournament. It is a it is a very involved process that not a lot of people really understand how much goes into it. Uh, I was on a panel of a whole bunch of people, and we were all given lists and saying basically, basically not necessarily rank one, two, three, four, five, but the way it was done for us, it was like okay. Here are, you know, try and break these players into general tier lists. Like, you've got your elite world-class players. You've got the, the step just below, step just below, step just below. I was going through CPT results. I was going through uh, local results. I was looking up, like, Wisconsin locals to see who was winning there, who was winning in Chicago locals. Um, And I, you know. And then once you have that rank, that ranking, it would be easy to just plop them in and you know move around a little bit for to avoid pl- players being in the same region. If that was the only game of the weekend, you also have to account for the fact that you have a whole bunch of other tournaments going on, and you have to place players in a way that they can't. You know their schedules don't overlap. So maybe the only, you know, maybe you do end up in the pool with someone from New York, but that's because that pool is, with your combined schedules, that pool's the only one that works for you for Street Fighter, and that's the only pool that works for him for Street Fighter. Because you're in three other games, he's in four other games. That's the only spot that works. Mm -hmm. There is a whole lot of... You know, and every tournament does this differently, which is part of the other part part of the other discussion. There is no one unified, transparent way of seeding players. If there was, maybe that would go away to quelling some of the worries about it. Um, and I do think, in general, that tournaments sometimes lack in in things like uh, separating by seed or separating by region. Mm-hmm. But separating by region is a different discussion from seeding. You can separate by region in a seeded tournament, just like you can in an unseeded tournament. You know, and you bring up a good point as far as schedules go, right? Uh, I can't help but remember, you know, 
2013, 2014, where, you know, you had people like Chris G, Justin Wong playing in eight different games and their pools are running at the same time. Uh, yeah. And compare that with Combo Breaker this year, where I signed up for a ton of games and somehow, miraculously, they managed to schedule out my day. Uh, and I didn't have to do anything. It felt great. Uh, I feel bad for everybody who's working behind the scenes to make that happen, but I appreciated it for sure. Um, yeah, like uh, my my Friday, I remember my Friday started at 10 because they didn't have any pools for some reason, those jerks. Uh, started at 10, and every two hours, I was at a new game. And miraculously, well, not miraculously, because it is Combo Breaker, the pools were over within those two hours, you know? And even with, even with the effort that it took to get all of those players separated, you know, you know, all those schedules separated, a lot of people, or I don't know if I'd say a lot of people, but there were some people who still had issues. Mm-hmm. You know, there were some, there were a, a couple Tekken players on Saturday who basically played all day because that's how the schedule played out. There were some people who didn't have Friday pools in other games, had a Saturday pool, and they ended up playing all day because, you know, they did well, and that was how the schedule played Mm -hmm. out. There is no perfect way to handle that sort of scheduling. There is no perfect way to make sure that, you know, it would be diff. It it's a lot of spinning plates when you're talking about those sort of concerns, along with making sure that you don't play people you're you train with, along with making sure players are separated by region, along with trying to seed by you know in general by mm-hmm. by ranking. Now, Steve, with this discussion, uh, I I was actually thinking of this, but Big Four Leo in the chat actually brought it up. Uh, with the discussion of seeding comes also the discussion that uh, the Smash community brought up. And I think the Smash community, I mean, I think it might have been just Leffen, saying that since the top players are getting top seeds and they're going to win their first couple of matches anyway, what's the harm in just floating them to top 32 or whatever? Or top se- Well, uh, nowadays I think it'd be closer to like top 192 or top 64. Um... I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's a way of seeding things. I mean, there there are formats that where you can do that. The best example I can think of is if you're a soccer fan, uh, the FA Cup in England. Mm-hmm. That is a tournament that involves every team in the country, literally every team in the country from the richest of the rich, your Liverpools, your Manchester cities, all the way down to your, you know, semi-pro, your amateur sites at the bottom of the table. The, the, the teams in the top of the pyramid in the Premier League, the, the first here, they get put in, you know, in a certain round. The, the teams in the tiers below that get put in in slightly earlier rounds. But, once you're in the tournament, you can be drawn against anybody. You can have matches where, like, your team that, you know, a Manchester City that has hundreds of million dollars worth of players can take on a barely professional side that 
has a a salary of like a hundred thousand dollars for the entire roster. There, you can play with both. My only question is, if you go to a random seeded tournament, are top players really gonna go? Are you, if you're someone, let let me put it like this: if you're one of the top eight uh, Blaze Blue players in in the country, and there's a tournament where that. The, you know, it's not a side tournament. It's the main tournament. It's randomly seated. You could be put in the same pool with a bunch of lower tier players. You could be put in the, the same pool as the top four seeds. You could potentially be, you know, as one of the top players, you could be potentially flying cross country to go 0-2. Are Aren't people going to want that? <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, Steve, here's the thing. Um, well, well, am I the? Here's the thing. You, you know, yeah. I if I go to a tournament, I'm probably not making top eight. Mm-hmm. Am I one of the eight best players in the country though? At anything? No. If if you're if he's one of the best eight players in the country. And there's a very real possibility that he just doesn't make top eight because the draw was unlucky to him, and he goes like zero and two or one and two. Are people really going to be down for that? You know, it might be exciting for viewers, but that excitement for viewers could be coming at the expense of those players. And if that's a possibility, they just might decide that they're not going to go. You know, especially if it's only one tournament that does that. If every tournament does that, and that's the way it is going forward, that's a different conversation. But there are still so many options for players to go to right now. If it people don't want to be, you know, unfairly knocked out. And if you're, you know, if you're a player who just happened to be in that pool of death and you see players that are significantly weaker than you making it out because they had a luckier draw and finishing a lot better than you, that might leave a sour taste in people's mouths. And whether that's... I I think it levels the playing field. Does it, though? Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's random. Random doesn't necessarily mean mean equal. It doesn't equalize anything. It makes it random. Yeah, Some so people are going to have... So everybody has the same chances. Everybody's going to deal with the same issues. That's it? No, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It doesn't significantly change anything for players sure. in the middle or the, or, or the bottom. It doesn't because... That's the vast majority of tournament mm-hmm. teams. Yeah. That, you know, it doesn't mean that we that weaker players are all of a sudden going to have significantly cha- better chances cuz you know, if you're if you're like in the 5th percentile, if 95% of the tournament is better than you, if 95% of the field is better than you, this doesn't change 
you know, it might increase your odds slightly. It's not going to make someone who goes 0-2 all of a sudden make top eight. Right. So it, can, it, it can significantly impact the top of the results and shift relatively little in the like beyond the top eight, top 16, what have you. Sure. So it's, it, it doesn't necessarily improve it. It doesn't significantly improve everyone's chances. It just, it slightly improves 95% of the field's chances and significantly impacts the 5% that are most likely to win. Yeah. Distribute the wealth. Uh, well, and the other thing, too, is um, uh, earlier you mentioned that it would be better for viewers for these top players to play. Or, no, sorry. You mentioned that it, it would it might be more entertaining to viewers to see drastically different results based on the random uh, nature of random brackets. I disagree with that specific assessment. Here's why. With random seeded brackets where you have top players knocking other top players out in pools, uh, the top eight is going to be less stacked just by the nature of the, the beast, right? So I think you could argue that the level of the top eight is going to be lower than with, with unseeded brackets than they would be with seeded brackets. But that, but then again, that begets the thing. Is my personal take on it is like I said, seated brackets. I'm down with. However, there is like a, a tinge in the back of my head that thinks, "Hey, that feels like a weird way of, or like it feels like it. It's not intended this way." However, my brain wants to interpret it as it feels like it's gatekeeping players who are unknown. And that is a legitimate yeah. that is a legitimate argument. It, yes. if we don't have we don't have a great way of identifying players who are under the radar, you know, if that aren't getting stream time on certain streams. If you you know, it's better than it was before because mm -hmm. you have so many online tournaments and so many more opportunities to to do well. But Still, if you're not doing, if you're not in certain tournaments, you aren't getting nearly the attention and yeah. probably nearly the respect that you would if you were doing the exact same thing in Wednesday Night Fights or mm -hmm. NLBC. Yep. Like Gandhi. I wish I could interview Gandhi. <laughs> Die by sword. The, the savior of best of five. See, Steve, he's subbed for more months than you. You jerk. Yeah. Thank you. Die it's not about sword. quantity. It's about quality. And Die by Sword that wins in both accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Die by Sword. Good to see you, my friend. Hope you're doing well out there in the world. Uh, so, Steve, essentially, where we've landed in this argument is both. There are, there both are answers. flaws with seating. <laughs> both answers have their ups and downs. <laughs> the solution is to have two. Two tournaments per tournament. One randomly seated and one seated. I would be... I think that's... If you're going to have a randomly seated tournament, that's going to be the way to go. You know, the FA Cup, people love, 
but that runs alongside your, you know, the mm-hmm. league season, which is everybody plays everybody else in a double round robin, and whoever has the best record at the end of the season wins the title. It, it, if if you only had that FA Cup, if you only had that random tournament, mm-hmm. it would it would be a much different discussion. So. I would love to see this as a side game. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing, too. Uh, I don't know if this was unseated, but do you recall a couple years ago, pre-pandemic, so it feels like decades ago at this point. The before time. The SCR death pool, where they had no on-site registration, except if you signed up on-site, you were just going to be placed in a pool. Yeah, and Everybody that else was- that signed up on-site was going to be placed. And then the person who made it out was Marn. (laughs) Yeah. I believe that was... Was that seeded? uh, I don't believe that was seeded. That was just... But again, the point wasn't to create excitement. The point was to discourage people from Mm -hmm. signing up uh, at the door. Because that was right after um, final round 2016. Where they Mm. got, you know, 300 people signing up the night before and yep. you had you know they they were changing brackets at like 1 a.m so people went to bed thinking they were in one pool and yeah. woke up in another I, and i remember that, that was very well i was there uh and, and that and ended not to up, mention they had the cap the tournament that was the first time i think i've ever seen a street fighter tournament capped at like 10 or like it was a thousand forty eight people i think is where they capped it something like that what ten twenty eight. Thank you. So, and and that death pool actually worked too well mm-hmm. because they did it again the next year and it ended up being a significantly weaker pool mm-hmm. than all the others because everyone pre-registered and did it smart. True. But yeah, so at the end of the day, both formats have their ups and downs. Seeding just takes more work. <laughs> that 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 is a drawback. Seeding does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to do. It takes a hell of a lot of work to do well. Yeah, exactly. So there ends our discussion. Uh, we have about twenty minutes left on the show, and we have a couple of more topics for us to dive into. Steve, let's talk about Evo because we're already talking about seeding and all this other stuff in tournaments. Evo has had a couple of announcements about announcements. We started off the show with breaking news that the last Skullgirls season pass character for this season pass is getting revealed at Evo. So we're having legit Evo reveals once more. I do want to bring up this one thing that they uh, that they tweeted out not too long ago. Street Fighter VI is going to be at Evo. I'm excited to get my hands on this game. However... Look at that bottom left there. Stay tuned for exciting reveals. Steve? So we're getting Street Fighter VI reveals at uh, at Combo or at Evo. Uh, the only people we haven't heard about is Bandai Namco. Granted, that doesn't mean they're going to be there or not. That doesn't mean that they're going to have a review or not. We just haven't heard about them. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Well, keep in mind, uh, you know, of the three game, there, the, you know, 
they have two, technically three games there, mm-hmm. but two are theirs. Yes, Tekken Seven, which is, you know, it's been out for a while. Pretty, you would assume it's pretty close to the end of its development. Mm-hmm. And DBFZ, which again has also been out for a while, and you would assume is pretty close to the end of its its development. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you'll necessarily see anything from them. Who knows? Who knows? But look at. Yeah, but looking at the other, do we want to look at the other games? What What are the other games? It's uh, Skullgirls, which they already announced stuff. Street Fighter, which they already announced stuff. Tekken and Dragon Ball, which we just talked about. Um, Guilty Gear Strive. You would have to imagine we'll see. You can something. only assume, right? Yeah. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven. Hmm. I don't think we'll see anything from... We might get a hint of a future NRS project. But I mean, we know they I, have I, something in the works. Yeah. But I don't know if it's necessary. Yeah, the, the fact that they included it in the lineup... I Makes feel me like, think yeah. that that's why they did it. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah. Uh, Grand, Blue, Grand Blue versus... Yeah, so Grand Blue versus Strive and... Dragon Ball are all Arxis games. Melty Blood, Type Lumina is a f- French, bread. French bread game. Thank you. Uh, and do they have a season pass type of thing with DLC? I feel like we're going to see something out of Melty mm-hmm. as well. True. Um, yeah, you know, wait and see, baby. Uh, Evo is only like three weeks away, so that's scary. Two weeks, I no, yeah, no, three weeks. You're right. Yeah, don't scare me, Steve. I, it's already scary enough that it's coming. Um, but um, we all we did see some rumored things out of Bandai Namco that ended up not being true. We're we're gonna go over that at the end. We're gonna go over okay. that at the end. Uh, just because Steve, there have been some pretty major announcements recently, and I think we got we got to go to them. All right, we got some trailers. Here they are. Vinny! Boyd! Happy you can make it, man. Let's go play some Strive. Yeah, I'm down. Wait. Why is Apology Man... So this is where the staff works. ...going to this the CLG office. And that's where the league team practices. Oh, this is sick, dude. I've always wanted to check out the CLG compound. CLG compound's a pretty cool place, but I have to go check on something real quick. Strive later? You already know. I'll get my sick. What is going on here? Nah. What? Is this the Mario Kart? Oh, sorry. Dude, it's the Faust thing, Steve. Stop throwing things. <laughs> I like how they cut right there. They didn't want to show where that landed. <laughs> they are absolutely oh. not showing him throwing anything. Hey, I found it. There it is. That 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 poses. And welcome to CLG. That pose is just so questionable. 
And there's one silhouette left. Steve, Apology Man has had a hell of a couple of weeks. First getting signed yes. on by Red Bull at CEO, and now getting signed on by Counter Logic Gaming. Wow, congrats to Apology Man. They're picking up uh, a really nice squad. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Brian F. and Cuddle. Yeah, speaking of, uh, there was a Guilty Gear announcement trailer that I think we all missed. Let's take a look, shall we? Yes. I, I don't trust this. I do not trust this. The last silhouette, Steve. What are you doing? He beat it out still hard as big. Bandit, staircase down, pump tries to swing. That's going to be the break. Yeah, and the splat at the very end. Oh, it hurts so bad. I didn't see the entire oh, trailer. Bit outside of <laughs> I probably should have. Good right there to use the little duck. The bomb has to block. Air, Air throw. That is siege. That is a real guilty gear player right there. What? No. Oh, this what? is two minutes long. All right, uh, I'm just gonna skip to the end. There it is, Steve. The entire Counter Logic FGC team has been announced, and Ramala is the final selection for now. But yeah, look, big ups to CLG, man. They they have been showing the FGC some love, uh, not only by helping support uh, some of the bigger names in our community. Not only by creating cool content, like putting. Oh, that was real. Yeah, I I I saw uh, all, like I saw the like I just watched the obviously not now, but I watched the first thirty seconds and I just thought that was fake. That's yep. real. Yep, Romulo is getting oh. picked up by Counter Logic Gaming. Wow, Steve is not with it. Come on, Steve. Uh, but yeah, no, big ups to Counter Logic. Uh, not only supporting our players, not only making dope-ass content, but also running new formats for weeklies, which is going on right now over at COG Thursdays. Uh, go check it out after we're done here. Uh, you can go check out the uh, West bracket uh, once we're done. Steve, that brings us to Quick Hits, and Quick Hits is going to be not so quick hits because there's a lot of hits that we need to go over first. We alluded it a little bit earlier, but some shenanigans went on over at Bandai Namco. Yes, uh, much like Capcom before them, Bandai Namco was hit with a, fell victim, I should say, to a ransomware attack. Uh, they, It was rumored after the, uh, after the organization that claimed responsibility, threatened to reveal uh, protected information uh, that they had uh, 
that they had acquired. Uh, in a statement made to VideoGamesChronicle.com, Bandai Namco said, quote, On July 3rd, 2022, Bandai Namco Holdings, Inc. confirmed that it experienced an unauthorized access by third party to the internal systems of several group companies in Asian regions, excluding Japan. After we confirmed the unauthorized access, we have taken measures such as blocking access to the servers to prevent the damage from spreading. In addition, there is a possibility that customer information related to the toys and hobby business in Asian regions, excluding Japan, was included in the servers and PCs, and we are currently identifying the status about existence of leakage, scope of the damage, and investigating the cause. We will continue to investigate the cause of this incident and will disclose the investigation results as appropriate. We'll also work with external organizations to strengthen security throughout the group and take measures to prevent recurrence. We offer our sincerest apologies to everyone involved for any complications or concerns caused by this event, end quote. So it does not look like this incident will impact many of the, or will impact many of our viewers as of right now. But Unless they bought stuff. Unless they buy figures. Yes, if you if you have bought stuff uh, from Van, Bandai Namco um, through one of the non-Japanese Asian uh, nations, it is possible that your data is included in this. Uh, as they, you know, but even still, you should be careful because it is possible that more data than what has been disclosed thus far. Uh, may have been compromised. So be very, very careful um, about protecting your information. Make make sure you don't have, aren't using the same password on every single site. Um, Go change them all right now. Right now. But yeah, uh, that's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate that, you know, things like this keep happening. But yeah. we live in the future. And we mentioned this because... Um, Someone claimed on Twitter that there was an internal document uh, that included a uh, a plan for 2024 or 2023, mm-hmm. and it included several titles in uh, like Dragon Ball Fighters Super, Tekken Eight, uh, many other high profile mm-hmm. uh, games. The Tekken Eight logo they used was a fan logo created logo there are other hints in there that indicate that this list is not legitimate yep not to mention that in japan uh the fiscal year of 2023 begun already has already begun and (laughs) quarter one is already ended (laughs) so the document's already fake so uh that's a very easy way of telling uh, but yeah, so don't, you know, be be careful what you believe out there in the internet world. Um, you know, the, the struggle we've all been having these past couple years with misinformation. Steve, speaking of information, this, a lot of uh, the two things we're about to watch were revealed today. Shall we go take a look? Let's take a look. Oh, this is gonna be huge. Oh! Ah, ah. Oh, yeah! Bow, bow. 
Sorry, that was just unfortunate for you. This game is the best game ever! Oh. <laughs> the double elbow, baby! This is heaven for you, isn't it? August 11. Steve, they finally have a release date for Rumbleverse. Uh, it's heaven? No. Uh, I'm pissed they didn't include my stuff in there. I had good highlights, including one triple knockout with one punch and a couple of really cool other things that I did. So, uh, but, yeah, uh, this, go ahead. Are you able to hold to control yourself and hold off on, from playing on launch day? I have to, and here's why, Steve. Uh, shortly after I return from Evo, I, for work, am going to Pokemon Worlds in London. <laughs> uh, uh, Money, Money Green is asking in the chat, is it cross-platform? Yes. All platforms can play together. Uh, we had, they had the open beta uh, this past weekend, which included uh, cross-platform as well as... Uh, it's cross-platform and cross-progression, if I'm not mistaken, uh, thanks to Epic. Uh, so, yeah, and along with the open beta, uh, I do have to announce this. Uh, well, not announce. I do have to go over this. Uh, Tubbleware ran the first competitive uh, lobby of Rumbleverse, which your boy was a part of. Uh, and I got shit on by Keats twice. Damn it. Wah, wah. Uh, but it was really cool to see like what the high level of this game is going to be, and uh, it was it was a very good time. Uh, it was super fun. Uh, Tubo Tuboware did a, an amazing job hosting and commentating. Uh, I can't wait to see more of it. Um, I was gonna have a couple of clips for us here, but I forgot. I'll have them for next week. Uh, but yeah, August eleventh. You know what else comes out August eleventh? Cult of the Lamb. That's probably you know what, what else happened. You know what else happens on August 11th? What's that? Final show for me. Oh, is it on Thursday? Yeah, that's a Thursday. Oh boy. So 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 here's how it's going down. Basically, whenever the show ends on Thursday night and I sign off for the last time, at that point, this stops being an FGC show and starts being a Rumbleverse show. I don't think so. I don't think so. As much you as you say that now, you say yeah. that now. Well, here's the thing, Steve. I had I had a rough weekend with Rumbleverse. If I'm going to be completely honest, <laughs> um, no, I had I had a rough week with Rumbleverse. Uh, r rough weekend with Rumbleverse. Um, not because the game's bad, but just because I'm bad. Uh, but no. Uh, look. Uh, like I've mentioned in past shows, uh, we have now a producer who's working behind the scenes with us, uh, and uh, I call him Olsen. Uh, they are helping us with editing and uploading and making sure that we kind of like make this a content, a well-oiled content machine. Um, so we've taken the burden of editing off of Steve's shoulder and we've placed it on Olsen. <laughs> Uh, Olsen will also be helping with uh, a bunch of uh, graphics creating and all that other stuff. So uh, I am not employing Olsen to do Rumbleverse clips forever, uh, just for right now. <laughs> <laughs>
but yeah, no. Uh, we'll 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 get to we'll get to August eleventh more later. Um, just because we're almost out of time here, and we do have one more thing, Steve. I got announced today. You ready for this? I don't think you're ready. I, for I this. think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Let me show you how we do it back in Metropolis. I've been doing this since before you was born. Glad I brought the utility belt. Oh, hey man, we just got to stop being like that. Steven Universe here, ready to be a hero. Hey, Batman, what's got twenty years in a face begging for a hammer? That stupid hammer is so impractical. You wanna dance? Watch your step. Sorry, son. Ever expanding roster. I am here. Oh my god, the Iron Giant's huge. I haven't seen this. Well, they don't call him the Iron Average Robot. Oh, and they got emotes. Mm -hmm. As is the style of design. This is what I'm up against. She really throws sass. She it's literally sus. throws sass. Sus. It's sus. Oh. Open beta coming July 26th. And early access is beginning on July 19th. And that is the announcement of this game actually releasing. Well, or beta releasing. Uh, from here on out, once the beta releases, uh, that's the game. They're going to be actively patching it, of course, because it is a beta. But everything that... Uh, all your progression that you earn, everything that you earn starting on this open beta carries on to the full game. So we can count this as the soft launch of multiverses. Uh, which I have had the pleasure of playing in the alpha and in the closed beta, and I gotta tell you, this game's very fun. Uh, I hope it won't suffer the fate of the Nick All-Stars, where after a month or so, it turns kind of dry. Um, granted, I'll say, like, I don't mean that as, like, a dig at Nick All-Stars, that's just how I feel about it, but I do know that Nick All-Stars has a thriving scene, uh, and that game's also amazing. Uh, for those of you asking, it is a free-to-play game, it is a cross-platform game, and there will be a two-versus-two tournament at EVO, which I wasn't able to sign up for, unfortunately. Nobody wants to see my Harley Quinn. There is something really weird about seeing Arya Stark beating up Tom and Jerry. It's very bizarre. Uh, but who, who knows what more we'll see, uh, when they start adding more stuff to multiverses. But yeah, I'm excited, man. Finally... We we finally get to see what this game looks like. We finally get to talk about what this game is. I'm excited. 
Say it. What's up? Like earlier today, they said that there were still a few spots left in that tournament. Yeah, but I don't have a teammate. It's a two v two. I'm a lone wolf, Steve. You you can find your lone wolf companion. And man, I really wish I could uh, recite that monologue from from uh, the Hangover about the lone wolf finding the wolf pack. And I got that would have been so appropriate here, and I'm just completely blowing the moment. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. Uh. So Velma throws sus around because she of course is the detective right so she's suspicious of everything and finds the suspect uh and squidly is asking why does velma have a big head mode when she gets all her clues her head gets large because she is very smart and she does more damage and hurts a lot uh the game is going to be free to play is going to be cross-platform i'm assuming it's going to be cross-progression um i'm excited for this game it's very fun uh, the fact that you have the original voice actor for Batman from the Batman animated series is amazing. The fact that you have all of these amazing voice actors working on this game, including Maisie Williams for Arya Stark, uh, Tara Strong for Harley Quinn, the the people from Adventure Time, the people from Steven Universe. I'm excited for this game, man. It's it's like cartoons, nostalgia slash not really nostalgia. Uh Done very well. Steve, I believe that takes yeah. us to the end of the show. Yeah, it's about that time. Yeah, I got to go back to work. Oh, no. Fun times. Uh, esports, baby. Uh, anywho, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. This has been an, another episode of the Best of Five show. Remember, you can email us at bov at com. Send us a hello note. Um, go look at our... YouTube. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers over on the YouTube. Go subscribe to it. And if you already did, then get a friend or make another account. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Uh, and as always, feel free to go to bestofvshow.com for all of our socials. I'm going to be updating that. But yeah, I think uh, this is all for us today. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I forget what the button is for the log off of the show. So I'm going to try something after you say your line, Steve. I don't know. Ah, raid. Let's raid somebody. Let's go watch. Uh, let's go watch Counter Logic. Yeah, because they're doing their weekly, which is very interesting. Where is it? There it is. Uh, let's go over to Counter Logic Gaming to watch the Guilty Gear Strive weekly. I'm going to set this up. Everybody tell them we said hello. There we are. All right. Steve, let's get out of here. I'll see you next week. Say the thing. The thing. Good night, Canada. Okay, that was the right button. <laughs> Say it one more time, Steve. <sighs> it one more time, Steve. Good night, Canada. <laughs>